Welcome to episode 11. This is actually a continuation of a conversation we had with Craig Francis in episode three, and we kind of nicknamed this Cheat Codes with Craig because he gives us some amazing insight um, on how to approach brands and what he looks for when photographers are approaching him. So I will not um, babble on about it. Let's jump into that conversation with Craig and listen closely. Take notes. We separated this um, so that you guys could come back to it and reference it. Um, awesome information. So let's jump in. Seems like it's changing though. More and more young guys are moving into roles. I mean, even for yourself, Craig, which this is probably a good introduction to like speaking about the brand side of things is like, you know, you're a younger guy that's in a marketing role. I know sicka there's some younger people moving in and like i think that older you know white male typical marketing director is not being phased out but like there's a younger influence i think slowly working up the ranks in the industry so i think things will happen quicker moving forward but as far as like the brand perspective it's been awesome to hear your story like you didn't really pursue brands per se but now that you're in a brand role I mean, let's say you're a, a young photographer and you have a average or above average skill set and you want to start pursuing like, hey, I want to go get some jobs. Let's say I'm a photographer. I have a cool skill set and I want to shoot images for Filson or for another brand. Like what would be your recommendation for how you approach going to a brand and trying to establish a relationship where you can start creating content for them. Cause I think that's a big obstacle for people. They're like, oh, where do I start? Yeah. Like, like how do I go approach someone? Like they're this giant. Yeah. And I'm just a nobody. I think they're, I could give a, a little bit of a long winded answer. Um, there is a certain level of like putting in the work before you talk to anyone that has mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah. Because the one mistake that I see a lot of guys make is like, hey, I'm hungry. I want to do this. And even if you get the conversation where you get to, okay, show me your body of work so I can like assess your skill set. And then they don't have like a robust portfolio or body of work. Yeah. Like do not do that. That's the quickest way to be like, all right, talk to me. Probably never, but I'll tell you in five years. (laughs) Like, so you need to put in like, a large amount of time just building up a body of work that you're proud of that has an opinion like creators that try to be all things to all brands like that's a path to nowhere yeah and so have a a style and i a subject a like area of focus where you are like you need to be the best option in a very small arena Like photographers that market themselves as like do it all guys, like they might get a lot of small jobs, but they don't get any good jobs. Sure. And so like having a portfolio that represents the work that you are passionate about is like step one. Do you think someone should like pursue a niche that makes business sense or a niche that they just are like intrigued by? It depends on what kind of life you want to live. Sure. Like if you want to make photography just like a business decision, mm-hmm. like become a really great wedding photographer yeah, and go to like a mid-major market city 
that doesn't have a good wedding photographer in it and like you will crush yeah like financially you can crush because that's intriguing i think for some people that want to maybe look at a more long-term picture because maybe you don't have to absolutely shoot hunting photography maybe you just really love hunting yeah and maybe wedding photography is the vehicle that allows you to hunt two months Bro, let me lay this out for the you. Years. You could be know. a wedding photographer from like April to the end of September when everybody gets married. Yeah. And then like hunt all of deer season, all of waterfowl season and do nothing. Yeah. And work half a year and make six figures if you're good at it. Yeah. That's a great program to run. Sure. If, if you're cool with that. Yeah. If you... If you can handle shooting weddings. Yeah, I can't handle shooting weddings. Which I couldn't either, you know. Like I, people are like, why don't you shoot weddings? I can't. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a completely different skill set, to be fair, to all of the wedding photographers. I'm not trying to undervalue your talent. No. I'm just man, saying that have... like as a point of discussion, <laughs> it's it's worth considering. So I would say it's probably what, a, a couple of years of hard work to really build a solid yeah. portfolio yeah. to pitch to a brand, don't you think? Yeah. I mean so have a side hustle. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> have, like, have a different job while you yes. you hustle hard on the side. That's how I started. I mean, I same served tables and yeah. just in my all my free time I was out shooting content. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, that that aspect of the hard work of it is undersold like in the public conversation of how long it takes. Mm-hmm. Um I think that there are a lot of like like world renowned photographers that would say like, if you get 10 photos a year that you're real proud of, you had a fantastic year. Mm -hmm. Uh, That obviously comes with like a very high level of screening and a very discerning eye that's developed over decades of a practice. But even when you're starting, like you should be very critical of what you put in the thing that you want to show a brand. Yeah. Because I would rather see seven really great images that you like have a perspective and are unique to you and like tell a story that are just dialed. Then I would rather see those seven than like you send me a gallery with a link to like eighty six pictures of like all types of different things that try to show me like what you're capable of. Gotcha. That does not work. Yeah. Like there's nothing in that. I'm like wading through all types of subjects and formats and experiences. Like there's and, not a narrative. And your time's limited too. Yeah. In your position. Like you probably don't. You get yep. seconds. You <laughs> yeah. get, and like we can get there, but you have a very brief window yeah. of consideration. And so, but, but before we get to that point, I think the thing that I personally found a lot of success with, and now in my position at Filson, the thing that, that works and like, I'm going to say this and all of you that listen to this that might someday want work with Filson, you'll have to like up your game because I'm going to give you the short list (laughs) and you're going to have to come stronger now (laughs) because it's going to be on the table. Um, You, you need to know your audience. And what I mean by that is like know who you're talking to by name and the unlock for this, for like brand work, LinkedIn. I was going to say is a, gold mine like you need to know the name and the face and the person like of whose inbox you hope to navigate to because there are very few decision makers at each brand like brands can be very big but 
in my experience, to get work at a brand, you're like sub five people's opinion. And you need to know those five people's names. If their social profiles are public, you need to follow them. You need to know their wife's names. You need to know like what they're interested in. You need to know like where they live and what they do and all the things. You need to build like a memory Rolodex of these people that you hope to build a relationship with long before you ever reach out to them because you need to have an educated opinion of like how you're going to approach this person should come from a place of like, hey, I see that you are this person and you are into these things. Perhaps I am interested in these things also. Here's this thing that I do that might add value to your job. Yeah. And that's a big takeaway. At the end of the day, it comes down to value. Can you add value yeah. to brand? Like when you reach out to a brand, the like all the time, it's like, can I, can you, can you help me do this? Yeah. No. That's not what you say to me. What you say to me is I can help you yeah. do this thing that yeah. I see that you need. Yeah. And so there's an approach to it that's just like take a second and like think about the words that are going to come out of your fingers onto the internet and come into wherever you contact me <laughs> that position it such that you are telling me exactly how you think you can help me accomplish yeah. what it is that I need to accomplish so that I can take your work, show it to my boss, and both of us win. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the game. Yeah. And it's like, it's a value add of like, the, and this is the initial conversation. This isn't like after you've established a relationship, right? It's, it's understanding that as a freelance creative, your job is to deliver work to certain people in that brand that will then take your work and put it into the environment where it accomplishes the intended business use case to its maximum potential, wherein those people will like get the accolades inside the house. Yeah. And then if they're good people, they will then point back to you, the creator in the field to say, I worked with this person to accomplish this thing and we should use them again. Yeah. Like that's the golden scenario. So yeah. like how you actually do that, like tactically, like LinkedIn is where you find it all and then navigate and, and network on your social media outlets. Like I will tell you, I'm going to regret this. <laughs> I don't want to say this on this podcast. If you, if you DM, I run two Instagrams that are my, I have like a professional Craig Francis and then I have like a personal yeah. Craig Francis. I get a lot of DMs in my professional one. If you find my personal one, which is like harder to find, and you send me a DM there, like the odds of me reading it are very good. Yeah. You have to be careful though, because my brain has now switched to my personal life on that one and I'm not in like work mode. So you should come real nice. <laughs> but if you it's do. It's good because you're curating yeah. for yourself how to approach yourself. Yep. Yeah, because it's like different parts of my brain, like when yeah. I'm in my different worlds. And so... I think this is a good point because everybody operates different. And you need to try to do as much research as you can to try yeah. to understand the person you're approaching yep. before you approach That's them. That's super key because like personality matters. Like there are... There are people at other brands that like when I was freelancing, I know like really value brevity. 
and there's a certain dude at a certain brand where I used to put the entire email in the subject line, no body. Yep. Like I've heard of people literally just subject line, two sentences, period. Mm -hmm. Like idea, semicolon, Florida, saltwater, tarpon, boat, talent name, question mark. And they're like, yes, no, call me at this time. And like, that's it. Yeah. But like that works for some people. Other people would be like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, what the hell? Who is this alien? <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, like that all goes back to knowing your audience. Yeah. So like contacting and some of it, like you're going to strike out more than you hit. Like you just are. Yeah. And so some of it is a numbers game of you have to put, you have to get to the plate and have an at bat. You only get so many at bats. Yeah. So make them count. Yeah. And you make them count by like doing your research on the front end of how, how is the best way for my work to intersect this person's life and the role that they have at brand X. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of ways to do that. And generally the more creative and out of the box, the way is the more successful it's going to be because I get dozens of emails per day that the subject line is their Instagram handle and the body is, Hey, I'm such and such creator slash influencer slash whatever. I have X thousand followers want to collab. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like, and the shocking thing to me is like, that must work for some people. It must. Otherwise people wouldn't do it. Yeah. (laughs) But like, if you're listening to this podcast, don't be that person. Yeah. Cause that won't, that doesn't get you like credible work. No. And I think the ultimate goal is like to be at like the high level and like, I'm sure Drake can speak on this is like, you need to have a deep understanding of the brand and be able to come to the table with value. Every time you guys have a conversation. Yeah. Not just like, y'all, I take sick photos, dog, send me out, pay me. I think networking is the number one thing. I mean, obviously you got to be creative. You got to be good at what you do, but like beyond that, yeah. building relationships is the absolutely number one, most important thing. Yeah. It's most important with what I've done and everything that I've seen with other people. Like you can be, a, honestly, I think you can be a, a mediocre photographer, but if you were an amazing people person, if you've built amazing relationships, like you're going to get more opportunities than you would if someone was a great photographer, but maybe wasn't a great people person. That's a hundred percent fact. Like yeah. at all levels of our brand, it's like if you are a good person to work with yeah. and we like interacting with you, we are much more prone to like work with you and work with you again. Mm-hmm. Like if you're mega talented and just like your whole gallery that you submit for your project is just full of bangers, but you're just a terrible human, yeah, you'll get one go and then we'll never talk to you again. And like, it's so much like, I think a big unlock is totally divorcing the work from it for a second and just realizing that you are attempting to communicate with another human being on the other side of a computer or a cell phone. And like, I know that you have like an end goal in mind. Mm -hmm. So like, you don't have to come out of the gate and tell me that. Like, just talk to me like a real person. Yeah. Like, let me know who you are and what you're about. 
And if that intersects like a business need that we have, like we'll probably find a way to do something cool. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, sweet, Craig. That's a great take. There's some, there's some, some golden, golden nuggets. There's oh some gosh. unlock codes. In there. We <laughs> might even have to call the podcast unlock codes. <laughs> That's why I've been quiet here. Just but yeah. Goals, uh, <laughs> sweet, man. Well, dude, I loved hearing your story. Love the insight. And uh, yeah, man, hope for the best for you with your podcast and your goals in the future. Hopefully this gave some awesome like insight to people that'll help them out. And yeah, it's 10 o'clock at night here. Everybody's been crushing long hours. And that's a little another insight. If you want to do this, yeah. got to be willing to walk, work on regular yeah. hours. For yeah. Sure. It's a there's a disproportionate amount of work that goes into this as a career that like most people just don't understand. Sure. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me guys. Appreciate it. All righty guys. Signing off.